Where can we go from Jehovah's Spirit? Or where can we flee from His presence? In Him we live and move and exist. The Lord searches hearts and tests minds. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! These words are from a prayer once uttered by A.W. Tozer. Our Father, we know that Thou art present with us, but our knowledge is but a figure and shadow of truth and has little of the spiritual savor and inward sweetness such knowledge should afford. This is for us a great loss and the cause of much weakness of heart. Help us to make at once such amendment of life as is necessary before we can experience the true meaning of the words, In thy presence is fullness of joy. Amen. Hear now God's word in Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 23 and 24. Am I a God who is near, declares the Lord, and not a God far off? Can a man hide himself in hiding places so I do not see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord? These two verses declare to us some important truths about the Lord, about Jehovah. He is imminent, omniscient, and omnipresent. God is holy or entirely with his infinite essence in the universe and in every part, relation, and moment of it. He is very near us and directly in and behind all the existence and activity of the creature. God is omniscient. Herman Bavink wrote, Scripture teaches that God's knowledge is, in the first place, all comprehensive. Nothing is outside of the sphere of his omniscience. There is nothing that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and laid open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And Thomas Watson wrote about God's omnipresence. God is not confined to any place. He is infinite and so is present in all places at once. His center is everywhere. Consider how vast creation is. And yet, if it were 10,000 times 10,000 more so, it could not contain God because no finite amount of space can contain the infinite creator. These are profoundly important and glorious truths about our Lord. And we should see the interconnectedness of each of these attributes. They're taught throughout Scripture. But in this context, they're taught in dealing with false prophets. In this context of Jeremiah chapter 23, the Almighty is declaring his condemnation of the false prophets and warning his people about them. The thoughts and deeds of these false prophets, like those of all mankind, are laid open. They are bare before Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is nowhere to run, no place to hide. These prophets were supposed to bind up, heal, protect, and feed. 
but they were false prophets. So instead, they were polluting, scattering, and destroying. They were encouraging evildoers. They were prophesying falsely. They were crying out, peace, peace, where there was no peace. The situation would have been dire and hopeless, but God. God promised that these false prophets would be judged, that they would be removed. And he promised that he would raise up the righteous branch, Jesus Christ. And in Christ, all of God's people are united, healed, protected, and fed with the word of God. The church in our day is also filled with so many false prophets, strutting around in their costumes, declaring that good is evil and evil is good, calling us to live lives that are disobedient to God, encouraging people who are in rebellion against God. But God is still on the throne. The Lord Jesus Christ still warns us not to listen to these false prophets, to cast them out. And he also warns them that for their wickedness, they will be judged and they will be removed. We, as the people of God, must reject all these false prophets, and we must joyfully follow our faithful Savior, in whom we have the fullness of joy. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.